What does it mean to be a man? The definition changes depending on who you ask. On today's episode, we talk about the recent Gillette ad, pornography has changed masculinity, and who God expects men to be. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Overcome Porncast. I'm your host, Jack Dodgen, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Croats. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're back. We're back again. <laughs> Little known fact, Chris and I don't talk unless it's these podcasts. So very, very rarely <laughs> we talk, we talk. Hey, you know, it's true. I was uh, trying to give people a. I was trying to set up a lore for us. Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, work. I mean, we talk about ministry. We talk about um, uh, Magic the Gathering, right? I mean. Right. We only talk about porn when this is. It's true. When the, when that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. These aren't our normal <laughs> conversations <laughs> that we have. Um, but it's good to be back. It's Correct. good to be having the yeah. conversation. So. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's uh, nice to get think, back to uh, the whole every other week sort of thing we're wanting to do here. Yeah, you know, like I think the last time we restarted the porncast, um, it was after it was after another long break, and we we're you know like we're committed. You're like, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we have the season thing all figured out, and then I think we got like one episode into season three, and then it just kind of fell apart. Um, yeah, it, it fell, it fell. I mean, it fell apart not because of like. Um, you know, like something went bad or anything. It was, it was more of a, you know, like we got busy, things kind of fell by the wayside. Um, our schedules are very heavy schedules, both of ours, but, uh, this is something that's important to both of us and that we want to hold to and keep running. Part of our problem was we didn't know what else to talk about. Yeah. We think we found a, a fix to that. So if you are, if you're back with us, but you're a little trepidatious because they're the just going to leave me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same, no. you know, talk about porn and for two weeks and then, then stop. That is not our intention. Um, hopefully we can do this. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, why we're talking about what we're talking about this week. Yeah. We're, we are planning to, from here moving forward to, talk about the things that are going on in the culture right now uh, and addressing porn's role in all of that and then getting to a, a biblical Christian uh, finality to all that, where, where yeah. we need to be, the the outcome that we need to have. So Yeah, it's really interesting, uh, yeah. you know, like how, how society and culture has really lent itself uh, to talk about porn uh, a lot more. Today, when we first started Overcome, um, all those years ago, it was very much, um, I don't know, very hush-hush, you know, but with all of the, mm -hmm. you know, the Me Too movements and, um, you know, the anti, the, the sex trafficking, right, the, the human yeah. slavery, yeah. anti-human slavery, stuff like that is very, um, it seems like it's uh, taken a, a front seat now of like, everyone's very aware um, are, are people really doing that much about it? Eh, I don't know. Um, but at least people yeah. are, are more yeah. aware and I think it's more of a conversation that we can have. And there's more of, I, I think with our generation and the ones upcoming, there's more of just a general openness about yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so it's, that's helped with any, uh, 
any uh, tabooness of the topic to say, you know what, eh, it's just another thing. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, it was at the time of this going up oh, a week or two ago that Gillette ran an ad about toxic masculinity, and uh, it was met with the normal, very <laughs> calm level-headedness of yes. everything else on the internet. Yes, yes, that's what we uh-huh. do. You know, something a little edgy comes at us, and you know, we we address it uh, with you know, cool, calm demeanor. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, My, uh, uh, investigate you know, uh, the pros and cons of it, and uh, we all grow from it. None of my friends are buying Gillette anymore, oh boy. Uh, apparently. Uh, so, and if you were already, Dollar Shave Club exists. Everybody. Oh boy, here comes promotion. All right, <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. This, yeah, this podcast uh, is not sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Although I am a Dollar Shave Club member, as am uh, I. So if you're listening, uh, hashtag yeah. sponsored would be yeah. nice. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> right now, so I have the ad. Uh, the Gillette ad queued up on uh, on YouTube, and it is currently at uh, s- like 700,000 likes and 1.3 million dislikes. Um, so is the online community divided over this? Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's doing better than the YouTube Rewind video. Did, oh, that's though, true. So oh, my that. goodness. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it was it was uh, very polarizing. People were generally, at least those that I know, were very upset about it. Um, though there were a lot of people who appreciated the message and things like that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what went on. If you haven't watched it, it's only about a minute and what forty seconds, something yeah. like that. Uh, go it, watch it. Yeah, it's more of like a a short m- movie almost. Sure. You know, it's not, yeah, it's, I it's less of a regular commercial. Yeah, it's not like a yeah. commercial. It's more of, well, I, I guess a lot of businesses are going to more of this of like a, a storytelling um, kind mm-hmm. of format for their for their big, you know, moving ads. You know, Nike did something very similar um, when they did the uh, the Colin Kaepernick, you know, another yes. co- another controversial uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. ad. <laughs> Um, but it was kind of the same format, right? It's telling a story. And that's what this ad is doing as well. Talking about um, uh, men and masculinity, right? And its role mm-hmm. in, in society today. Uh, I And and want to know what you think about this too. But I think a lot of the whole polarizing nature of it was, I think a lot of people seem to think that Gillette was assuming this is how guys are. Yeah. They, they bully, they catcall. It's just who they are and we should change that but uh i didn't necessarily get that i thought there were some assumptions made that weren't true uh but there wasn't anything that i looked at and went that's horrible that they're telling men not to allow bullying to go on or yeah we shouldn't i guess jack i would say you and i are are more moderates right like we don't get outraged about about a lot of things we try to see the good um and like the general message of this commercial i can understand and i can appreciate you know Mm -hmm. like all right if something is wrong with society and uh specifically men in our society if something is wrong then let's fix it you know um you know did they and I can see where people come at this ad as, oh, you're saying all men are like this. Um, 
And I mean, that's not reality. And Gillette knows that, right? That's not what they're trying to say. They're saying, hey, we can do better. We can do better yeah. as men. And I think that's what their message was. As men, as a company that their key demographic is men and you know, selling razors and shaving accessories to men, their message to their demographic was, hey, guys, we can do better. Um, and yeah, specifically with the best a man can get. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's been their, their thing. So they're just shifting that a little bit to the best we can be sort of then that's that's yeah. fine it, it seemed fine uh definitely not worth the outrage it received no definitely not. not but because of the outrage that gives us uh an opportunity to talk right yes it does because like, ultimately they're trying to give a definition of what it means to be a man and they're not the only people to do that yeah um absolutely and you know like thinking about how we got here Right. Why? Why is there such outrage? And and the the ad was full of these. Uh, you know, they they had this one clip of all these newscasters, right, of talking about the different uh, public figures caught in a sexual scandal, mm-hmm. um, and and stuff like that. Um, and I, you know, as because this is you know my wheelhouse here, talking about pornography and stuff like that, I couldn't help but see the connection of what. Uh, you know, how, how we got here, you know, what the idea of what it meant to be a man, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago versus what is the expectation today? Um, and I can't help but see porn's role in all of that. Uh, and it's not, and I I think you'd agree with this. It's not that we're saying porn is the exclusive culprit of all this stuff. Like even in the Gillette ad itself, they show a kind of sitcom looking thing uh, that's that's not porn mm-hmm. and sitcoms had a lot to do with how men are viewed and yes. uh how some of them act because tv's raised a a lot of children raised my uh, generation. And, and so it, it's not that porn's the only culprit for these things but to say that it has nothing to do with our definition of what it mean, means to be a man in the culture today would be naive yeah uh, so uh so how has porn contributed to redefining masculinity? Uh, I think there's a great example to be found in, uh, and this was a new, this was a new term for you. It's probably a new yeah. term for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, incel, I N C E L. They were, uh, they they were popular on Reddit. There was a whole subreddit group of people meeting together under this banner. Uh, and uh, they've since been banned, but there are still people who feel this way around, of course. Uh, but incel stands for involuntarily celibate. Uh, it was actually used by, I believe, somebody who was a lesbian in the 90s to describe like her feelings of loneliness and lack of intimacy with people. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be that way, but that's where she was. But it was it was co-opted by a group of mostly angry men who were, uh, they, they felt like they deserve sexual uh, interactions with women and they weren't getting it because women only care about certain type of men. Uh, Chad's and Stacy's, those are the, the terms, <laughs> you know, the popular jock names, that's where they're going for. So you have Stacy's and Chad's, they only care about the ripped guy. They don't care about the, the gentleman and the, you know, that that's where all this comes down to, uh, but it got so bad in that group they were eventually banned because they were fine with you know 
for sexual assault. That's understandable because, yeah. you know, we deserve this and they deserve to be treated that way because they yeah. don't care about guys. Isn't like that, that crazy? Isn't that crazy where we're at today? You Absolutely. Know? Uh, you know, people aren't sleeping with me. So therefore it's their problem. Um, you know, they, they made it this way and you're forcing this upon me. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, and, and, and ultimately it's that I deserve. You, yeah. I deserve you. Des- I deserve this. So you must sleep with me. And Are where we- does that idea come from? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, that I, is exactly what porn offers, right? Yep. Absolutely. And so, you know, watching pornography, you can have it, you know, whatever you want, you can, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's kind of the lie that, uh, the porn addict starts believing, right? You start making that connection and it's hard to tell, uh, fantasy from reality. And so then every person is no longer a person. It's a, you know, a piece of meat. It's a tool, Mm -hmm. um, to satisfy your needs, your longings. And it's it's sex on demand. Yeah. And when that filters into the real world, this is the kind of stuff that you get. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And I, along with the like the Me Too movement specifically that's referenced in the Gillette ad, uh, that's where a lot of that comes down to. These people in positions of power use that power to get something they felt they deserved. Yep. Uh, and that's when uh, that's that's what eventually happens. Real life is going to mimic fantasy if you spend enough time in fantasy and we are spending a lot of time in the fantasy world Uh, so uh this is this is in in a lot of ways not exclusively but in a general sense this is more and more about what it means to be a man this is what i deserve uh, specifically in the realm of sex it has become a very cheapened thing uh and it is it's something i've earned however i want it in whatever way i want it yep and but that's being not reality. Man means I can go get it. Yeah, and that's not reality, right? Like Correct. The this incel movement is living in this fantasy world of whatever I want. There, if I want it, therefore, um, I deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. That's not reality. That's not reality in anything, right? right. Um, but again, the, I mean, that's the culture we're living in. That's our society. Um, and like you said before, it, it's hard not to see porn's role in all of that. Um, and the fact that we live in this very uh, fast-paced society that we want everything, and for in a lot of ways we can have anything we want on the internet, yes, um, and it's it's on demand. We don't have to wait for it. Uh, and you know what does that do over the long term? Um, as we have my generation and the you know the next the next generation coming up after us, uh, living growing up in this culture that has the internet. They, they only know the internet. They've never known a world without it. Mm-hmm. So what does that do over the long term as far as, um, you know, our, our morals and our values and how we treat each other? I think we're seeing that now. And because of that, and that's what sparked Gillette to make this ad, right? Of like, we can do better. Mm-hmm. We can do better. It's, you know, we've been living in the society and things are starting to get called out, right? People are getting called out. If, you know, if you are behaving incorrectly, especially if you are a public figure, any type of public figure, you will be called out. Yes. Um, and so, you know, that is a good thing. We've talked about the Me Too movement in, in the past. We, we don't need to go uh, into that <laughs> any anymore. But right. this is where we're living right now. And, and if it goes unchecked, and that's, 
and, and the Gillette ad, I think, is ultimately trying to, you know, check. Here, here is something we need to look at. Here's a reality check. Here's where things need to change. Yeah. But you and I would both agree, as as Christians, as ministers, uh, if change is not rooted in something uh, greater than yourself, then it's not going to last. No. Uh, should I change everything about who I am if you are one of those people being portrayed in the Gillette ad? Should I change everything about me because a razor company told me to? Probably not. <laughs> uh, and if I do, it's not going to last. <laughs> you, know, that, that, you, know, you know, you never know. Uh, souls can be yeah, saved maybe. because of a Gillette ad. You never know. Um, I mean, if people are still buying from Gillette and not... <laughs> but you know, here is yeah. <laughs> they have loyalty Dollar Shave Club. If you're if you're listening to this, we are looking for sponsors. So, <laughs> um, but here's the thing that I love uh, about you know what we see of the Gillette ad, right? We see outrage. We see it's very polarizing. Versus you know the Bible also causes outrage, also very polarizing. But the mm-hmm. message of the Bible, as far as masculinity is concerned, is balance, right? Yes, it, they, it, God takes a very balanced approach as to what men, what the role of a man is, and and how he should act. That you know, typically, I, I would say most people when they look at the church, they are like, "You guys are sexist. You're, you know, men have all the power." Blah blah blah. Right. But when you actually look at the verses that when when God specifically talks to men, He's giving us a role of uh, serving, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when he talks about us and our and how we're supposed to love our wives, he relates that to how Christ loved and died for the church. And that's how we're supposed to treat our wives. And then he talks about how we're supposed to treat our children, you know, not provoking them to wrath, which us as men, I would say, is very easy. It's it's very tempting to do, mm-hmm. to be domineering, to to, you know, rule your family with an iron fist because it's easier that way. But God doesn't always take the the easy way out. He expects men. He has his standard for masculinity and men is is very high. And if we mm-hmm. strive to meet that, then we as as a result, us as men will live very balanced lives, uh, uh, lives as as leaders, uh, but also servants. Yeah, and and you you mentioned you know the. Masculinity, as far as husbands are concerned, as far as fathers are concerned, out of Ephesians 5 and 6. Uh, there's uh, Titus uh, 2, I believe, dealing with you know the, the older men uh-huh. have a responsibility to teach those that are younger. Uh, and that is transcending of the family lines. It's into the church family lines sort of thing. That you have a responsibility to uh, help those men younger than you, help them understand what it means uh, to be a man. They need a role model. And we see that a lot more and more now that we're more in need of a role model. Uh, You look at passages too, like uh, 1 Timothy talks about this. James talks about this, that pure and undefiled religion is caring for the widows and orphans. You go all the way back to the Old Testament. God's always cared about those that are in need of mercy and need help. And are are the kind of outcasts of the society. Well, that's part of being a man is taking care of those who can't take care of themselves, uh, and providing and giving them an opportunity to have a good life. Uh, you think about Matthew five. Uh, who are the ones that are are blessed? Who are the strong ones? Well, it's it's the meek people. It's the pure in heart. It's the peacemakers. 
that's not typically what we think of in terms of masculinity. You need to be strong and powerful and don't be emotional and, you know, hide, hide the feelings and don't let them see you sweat sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's not how Jesus defines no. being a human being or being a man. You got to have these roles that we would typically say, throw those out. That's not, that's not how boys are. Yeah. And I mean, it goes, uh, it goes further than that, right. Of like mm-hmm. this, this idea, or I guess, you know, 10 years ago, the idea of masculinity still wasn't God's idea of masculinity. You know, the, the, right. the good old days of in the, in the commercial, they said, you know, boys will be boys, right? That's never been God's definition for masculinity either. And, right. and But then, you know, if you swing the pendulum all the way to the other side, right, where, um, you know, we are, uh, you know, the what, what what's the opposite of masculinity, right? Uh, femininity. Femininity. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, that, that's kind of the thing of today, right? The the target for is uh, what culture and society wants to define masculinity as. It's a moving target, right? Like yes. you can't ever hit it. You can't ever satisfy everyone, and that's wrong too. Um, my mind goes back to our theme verse for for overcome is Second Corinthians twelve ten. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That mm-hmm. has been God's definition and idea of what a man should be as a leader is an example of weakness. Is that and that, yeah, knowing the flaws. Yeah, knowing your okay flaws, with the flaws and the fact that Paul was the one who wrote this and Paul is very open about his past and his mistakes. That is what men and masculinity should be about is being the example of this is what it looks like to not rely on myself. Because when I rely on myself, I, you know, I have no one else to blame but myself when I fail, mm-hmm. and I will fail. But if you're weak, it's, it says, you know, if we are weak uh, for Christ's sake, then we are strong. He's content that's the, with weaknesses. That's our ultimate thing, right? That true masculinity then is, are men who understand uh, their need for and reliance on God. And when they Absolutely. depend on him fully— these other things are going to, the way they treat their wife, the way they treat their children, the way they treat other uh, young men or older men, uh, those that are destitute and downtrodden, that's going to completely change everything. Yep. Yep. Um, and that brings us all the way back to talking about porn. That's right. And here uh, we, I, porn does not do that. <laughs> here we are. Because that that is the that is one of the key mistakes that men typically make and we will continue to make is that we think we can do it on our own. Like you were talking about the, the yep. before, right? The idea of masculinity, of of bearing up under it, of of being stoic, of I can take it, right? I can do this. That is exactly where Satan wants you. And if you're there, he's got you. He's got mm-hmm. you. If you think you can do this by yourself and that, you know, uh, you know, I don't need anyone's help. Well, you got yourself into this mess by yourself. OK. And yes. if I if, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but the majority of the men that I talk to say the same thing, that they've tried to get better by themselves, you know, a hundred times and nothing's ever changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe what needs to happen is you need to show some weakness exemplify some biblical masculinity of what it means to be a servant leader, lower yourself, be humble, be that meek man and reach out for help. That's what it means to be a man as far as the Bible is concerned. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. Uh, This has been 
today's show on what it means to be a man. If you need help, uh, if if you are willing to, okay, you know what? I, I do need to reach out. I haven't been able to do it on my own. I need some help from somebody. We're here to listen. You can email us at chris at whenimweek.org or go to our Facebook page, uh, When I'm Weak. Uh, message us there. We're pretty good at getting back. It would be either me or Chris. Um, we'll get back to you and, and help in whatever way that we can. Uh, we want to encourage you to remember this, uh, that it's when you're at your, your open uh, and you're honest, your, your weakest point, when you realize that you need God, that is when you're going to be strongest. Uh, that's been this week's episode. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.